You are tuned in to the Way of Healing podcast, where we inspire humans to connect more deeply to their experience of life. My name is OJ. My name is Casey. We are connecting with practitioners to talk about the potential of the innate healing powers within. Welcome back to the Way of Healing. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> Here we are. We are in beautiful Woodland Hills today. Yeah. Uh, we have Myra McCullough as our guest, and she is founder of Ecovilla, which we're on the property of Ecovilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also runs a nonprofit organization called Coach to Edify. And she's going to tell us more about the organizations and what she does. And, uh, we got a tour of the property. There's a geodesic dome here. There's a cob house. Mm-hmm. There's a beautiful pool. Uh, and it's all very, it's, it's, it's uh, gorgeous out here. Yeah, to say the least. We also have Rico. Rico is, is um, it's her canine feature, and he's sharing the chair with her here. So we're lucky <laughs> enough to have a little pet, pet companion with us too for mm-hmm. this morning's interview. So, Welcome, Myra. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you for you. having me. Thanks for coming on. Yes. And um, thank you for uh, what you do. It's very important. Uh, content is absolutely necessary for this new way of living. Mm-hmm. It's really not new. We're just pulling from our mm. ancestors and bringing back some technologies that were lost. Yeah. Cost a lot of trouble not having them mm. around. You're just talking about that last <laughs> night. <laughs> about the food being changed and modified and now it's coming back to its roots. Yes, going. So we talk a lot of the time. I find myself, oh, this new way is really not new. We're just bringing some things to the surface again mm-hmm. to bring some balance to our lifestyles mm-hmm. and create wellness and create value in our lives. Mm-hmm. We also thank you for the work that you're doing yeah. because you've been a pioneer of this sort for sounds like almost 30 years. Yes. Right? Living yes. with intention, permaculture, yes. uh, bringing nature more into our lives. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what Ecovilla is? Absolutely. Um, well, Ecovilla is, uh, it was a laboratory. <laughs> of regenerative wellness. Um, I had a season in my life after being in the film industry for many years. I went to UCLA Film School. I was director Guild member, working in feature films um, all over the world and getting really burned out. And um, after I decided to step out of that because I knew my body wasn't designed to do that. Mm-hmm. I just had as, as passionate as I was about the film industry, I knew there was a too big of a gap between the lifestyle and my health. Mm. And uh, then I stepped into a new chapter in my life that it was being a full-time mom in this beautiful home. And in that, which was not in the script <laughs> ever, <laughs> I left from Puerto Rico to go to UCLA Film School to be the director, the producer. You know, I people would ask me, are you ever going to get married and have kids? No. Mm-hmm. No. No, that's not what I'm doing. But there we go. So the full-time mom experience and the family experience was a beautiful one that brought so many gifts and opened the gifts that I had 
to offer in this world that were not necessarily expressed in the film industry mm -hmm. at that time when I was doing it. So in that process of being a full-time mom, uh, me being the, the infinite producer, I was always producing mm -hmm. stuff, you know, from, from amazing birthday parties to a summer camp. And I would find myself doing things for my children that would give them tools that school was not giving them. Yes. So all of a sudden, I was always kind of coming up with different... So it, it was almost like my business would grow with my children mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. based on what they needed. So if they were, you know, 12 and 8 and needed a good summer camp, I'll do it. You know, nice. <laughs> Lucky them. and that's, you know, and then when they were in middle school, they needed to connect with their bodies. So I did. Uh, that was when the first pilot program started happening here because I saw how weak um, the bodies of my children's friends were. Yeah. Um, and when my husband passed away after being a full time mom, he passed away like 16 years ago. And I found myself trying to find what to do next. And it was in the film industry because it would take me away from my kids as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And I had to ask myself the question, where do I like to spend time? And at that moment in my life, because the doctor had told me I needed to lose weight, I was in the gym, which I had never been before. I was a dancer. I was never into the gym. But at this point in my life, I was. And I was really enjoying the community and, and working out together with music. And, you know, I was really enjoying that atmosphere. So I said, well, it's the gym. It's the gym. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to spend mm. time. So I ended up restarting a whole new career as a front desk girl of <laughs> this local gym here called Total Woman. Mm -hmm. And after eight months, I'm like, well, um, how can I make more money here? You know, I asked my manager and she's like, well, what do you think would you want to do? And I'm like, well, I can go to corporate and do marketing. You know, like I that's that's where my head was at. And she said, there's no way. No. <laughs> And I'm like, no, oh my God, what am I going to do? And she goes, Myra, you would be an amazing personal trainer. And I had no clue. I mean, <laughs> that had never gone through my mind. And I'm like, I'm not a science girl. I am a creative person, you know, mm -hmm. and, and this, you know, studying anatomy and all that. I, I don't know. And she goes, Myra, please just try it. I'm like, okay, well, what's the cheapest certification I can get? <laughs> <laughs> so she said, um, we found one for $350. Online? Uh, online. And, um, and I took it. And as I was taking it, I was falling in love mm. with the science. Mm. And I was in awe that we were not taught this in school. And that's where my passion to equip people to understand how to take care of their home, the first home we're given mm. that is free. And because it's free, it's our responsibility and it's given to us to take care of it. So it was about taking ownership of our health, yeah. right? And, and, you know, this culture of worshiping medical doctors and therapist to oh sorry about that you're fine <laughs> um it, that was the universe echoing your sentiment <laughs> uh -huh. by the way that's a resounding mm -hmm. yes yeah 
<laughs> so that became my passion. I really and and the gym culture, it's really kind of a little codependent, you know. The people pay you to tell them what to do, and the tendency was that they didn't want to know mm-hmm. how to do it themselves. Right. They just they really to be told. didn't. I mean, for I was in that gym environment for about eight years and I couldn't find anyone that was interested in learning themselves how mm-hmm. to do it you know and um, so I, I then I moved to another gym it was very high-end Equinox and had a beautiful personal training career there I learned a lot but it was also that what I call now ego-centered fitness you know, which is all about how we look and get rid of this. This is ugly. Can you get rid of that? And not really a focus on the overall well-being, but on how we look. Mm-hmm. Right. So and I, I played the game. I liked it. I mean, I made everyone look really good. I liked how I looked, you know, it's and um, and I liked feeling strong, too. And I like having, the you know, it, there was something about being in optimal fitness in my body that gave me a very positive mental feedback. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and energy. And, um, but there was something missing. And that's where I was inspired to leave the gym and start my own practice. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I asked myself, what are my assets? What do I have? How can I start? my own business in this field, um, what I had was this property. It's really what I had. I didn't have cash in the bank. I had the property. Yeah. And a beautiful one. And uh, that I was left by my beloved deceased husband who had a vision to bring nature into our lives more. And that's how the, the intention of this home was about which I didn't connect with that because I'm a city girl from San Juan. (laughs) (laughs) So when, (laughs) San Juan, Puerto Rico. And when I stepped out from Equinox, what I kept hearing was get closer to nature, get closer to nature. And I wasn't sure how to do that. I didn't have a green thumb. All the, the, the fruit trees that David left when he passed away, they died because I didn't know how to take care mm-hmm. of them. And I really couldn't carry on that vision at the time. But that voice was telling me, you need to get closer to nature. And so that, it was a journey of self-exploration. And every time I got closer to nature, I would find out more about myself. I would get more healing. I would get more courage to express whatever (laughs) wanted to come out, Mm -hmm. which was in all kind of things like creative expression, um, community building, uh, well, nature connection, of course, lifestyle design, body integration, and holistic medicine. There were many different things that were popping up. And I was doing all these workshops and classes, inviting different people as I was inspired, but nobody really understood what I was doing. It's like, Myra, what are you? 
<laughs> you're not a personal trainer anymore. What are, what are you? And I'm like, I don't know. We're figuring it out. <laughs> um, finally, I gave myself the name of a body integration specialist. And that became uh, my private practice as a holistic fitness expert. And that was um, has become more about facilitating body integration for people so they connect all the dots within themselves. Beautiful. And that is that became one practice. And then Ecovilla became the venue of where to hold the education mm -hmm. for that. And eventually the nonprofit became um, is now a a nonprofit that supports the production of content about regenerative wellness, you know, and regenerative wellness, meaning that it's not only sustainable, but it's regenerative. Mm -hmm. So, um, which taps to our natural intelligence and the ability for nature to regenerate itself. And so it's been, um, that's that's where we're at right now. We have the nonprofit, which is how I started when I left Equinox. Now does is project, you know, the the film content focus. But then out of that, holistic fitness by Myra was born and Ecovilla. So that's the little universe that I've swimming every day <laughs> <laughs> in full creative impulse mm -hmm. um practicing co-creative practices and understanding what that really means you know what is co-creation a lot of people throw that word out there we're going to co-create but really what does that mean what is conscious commerce this big word mm -hmm. conscious commerce we're all doing conscious commerce and I was really drawn to that and got trained by some amazing coaches and this um, that were led by Barbara, Barbara Marks Hubbard. And, um, and then from her came a living co-creation and I became an ambassador of co-creation with these teachers and have really been able to apply those practices to everything we do here. Um, and it's a, a really different technology from the regular way of running business. Very different. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well you had all the space and you utilize the space to, for your practice and for helping people connect to themselves, which we love. We're all about connecting to ourselves. Right. Um, I personally used to work at a gym as well where people would come in and for aesthetic reasons. Right. But anything outside of the gym, they didn't really want to take accountability for. Right, their sleep, their eating habits, their stress habits, anything outside of the gym where we weren't helping them directly, they didn't want to hear about shifting things. And for me, that was the biggest disconnect. Right. It was like you aesthetically want to look great, but you don't want to feel great. And so a lot of the evolution of myself and my practice was like, how do I get people to be in tune with themselves? Right. And it's great that you've been able to utilize your home and utilize the space here mm -hmm. to then help people connect to themselves. And I know there's a lot of people out there who have a similar thought process. Absolutely. Right. It's a collective thing. It's not my bright idea. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not. It flows through us, right? Mm -hmm. And we're just uh, the conduits mm -hmm. to, to, to doing the work. Mm -hmm. It takes a village. It takes, it takes a, a villa. Villa. 
What would you recommend to someone who's looking to transition? Because it's a scary transition. There's security, there's benefits, there's insurance, there's all these things that come with working in a big corporate setting. There's a consistent flow of clients. What would you recommend or any suggestions that you can give to someone out there who is looking to branch out and do their own thing? Yeah. Well, um, there's a moment that we feel ready. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a moment where it's the time and the time is where it's an effortless decision. You're not here like, oh, my God, should I, shouldn't I? It's like, you know, and I think that piece is very important because if you're not ready, it's not the time. Mm -hmm. And trusting that impulse where you know that you know that you know. (laughs) It's like what I call now, I do decisions that are only no-brainer decisions. (laughs) Right? If it's too much of a should I or shouldn't I, then I'm not ready. When it's the no-brainer decision, that's when I step out. Mm -hmm. And my no-brainer decision came when I found the new piece of equipment that I fell in love with, which is this suspension yoga sling that I have in my dome. Yeah. And when I found that and got certified for that, in my heart, I felt the confidence, I'm ready. Mm. I can do this. I'm doing something different from Equinox. It's not like I'm doing the same mm-hmm. thing, Equinox in my house. It's going to give me a little itch. I mean, I convinced myself. That really didn't turn out to be the moneymaker. <laughs> But it's what helped me feel confident. So I think waiting for that point where you feel that creative impulse pulls you effortlessly is very important. And then the next step, once I was here and I start freaking out about money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've all been there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. How this is not the same flow I was having at Equinox, right? So, and I heard this little voice tell me, if you're going to worry about money, just go back to Equinox and that's okay. Mm. And bye. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and at that moment, I am kind of a risk, you know, I like risk. I like being on the edge. That's kind of my personality, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so I said, no, okay, fine. I won't worry about money. I won't. I won't worry about money. And I didn't. But that was putting me in the negative every month. And, um, and that put me in a pickle, in a financial pickle. It was a, a very difficult situation. I almost had to sell the house. Hmm. And um, at that moment, someone tells me about, why don't you do Airbnb? The famous airbnb right and i'm like airbnb that's weird all these strangers <laughs> you know i i just didn't feel con- it's, a, it's a hard concept the people you, know? you were just waving i, to I was just gonna <laughs> say i think those were airbnb <laughs> yeah right yeah so um so because i was about to i was considering selling the house um i tried it because i was trying everything and um and airbnb was the game changer in terms of providing a flow, a cash flow, it became my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So we need to find the bread and butter mm-hmm. because the financial pickles come mm. if you don't worry about money, which is it's okay. I mean, it was just a process. It's not that mm-hmm. I did anything wrong. It's just that 
that pushed me to get to that place where I needed to. I had no choice but to try Airbnb. That was a no-brainer decision. You know, it was like I didn't have much of a choice. I needed to try that before selling the house. And it brought the answer that I needed to help me, support me in continuing this work of the heart. Because the work of the heart is not about the six and seven figures you're going to make at the end of the year. That's why, you know, this marketing webinars about how to bring your conscious spiritual business to seven figures. I was like, ah, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> that is not okay. That's just like you're, you're so like out of the, of the paradigm when you talk like that. Right. And it's not that we're not supposed to receive abundance. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's not what it's about. That's just not the focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not the focus. So, the, you know, it's, a, it's quite a dance with the mm-hmm. whole financial game and, um, and trusting spirit, God, whatever, however mm-hmm. you, you experience mm-hmm. that thing that is greater than us, that is supporting this work. Because it really is. And the more I felt supported, the more the miracles came, then you keep relaxing into it and flowing, you know. And I'm not, you know, right now I I finally, after eight years, I mm-hmm. figured out or it was presented to me how to make this self-sustaining so that I can now do Ecovilla Puerto Rico. So now I'm like, I'm ready to go and do one more in Puerto Rico, where I'm from. And and that is the great victory. But it took eight years. Uh And I felt like a very late bloomer. I'm like, it's supposed to be five years. But, you know, how it tells you five years, the business. I'm like, no, this took eight, nine years easy, you know. And and, uh, especially when you're so ahead when you're a visionary that you see things ahead mm. of everybody else like what are you doing <laughs> right you know, now it's common language kind of but eight years ago it was like what is this what are you mm. doing why are you doing a dome and why are you doing guided <laughs> meditations after your personal training session mm-hmm. mm. you know and and um so it's it's quite like you said being a pioneer and it's, it's not the easiest, but it's fun because I always like doing things that nobody else is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I always like finding that thing that nobody else is doing. And, uh, but that, it puts you a little bit too ahead of the curve and makes things a little, you know, take more time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's okay because we're not in a rush to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm learning, you know, where mm-hmm. we put this um, arbitrary deadlines to ourselves that are not necessary. Pressure. Yes. Self-imposed. Pressure. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, we... wait, why am I rushing around so much? Right. Huh. Yeah. Right. So I, I think that for any entrepreneur or visionary stepping into this world, they really need to understand that it's a very different paradigm from the system we were raised to learn. It's a very different structure Mm -hmm. um, from the regular business that we come from and that we were trained at. And um, that's why co-creative practices are important to to practice and to learn about. And so that you know how this, what I call supernatural production works. Mm. So that we can do what we love 
and what we are inspired that will heal the world without killing ourselves. Hmm. You know, because you have the high achiever personalities like I am, you know, I, I, I work really, 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 really hard. And what I was finding is that I was stepping into that same world that burned me out, mm -hmm. but doing something different. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? That, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> you can be claiming all this about being present, finding that state of relaxation, that place of neutral, um, and driving the grind. Yeah. It's not cohesive. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Ecovillo, Puerto Rico, Ecovillo, <laughs> Puerto Rico. And are you guys going to build the sustainable housing that you have? Yes. Yeah, so the concept of Ecovilla um, comes from the inspiration of Ecovillages, mm -hmm. which you probably have heard about. There's a few in, in Los Angeles. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a few in Los Angeles. There's thousands around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, those who started the communes in the 60s right. have continued to find ways on how to live simply and how to live closer to nature um, and with dignity mm -hmm. at the same time. So it's not about being poor. Mm -hmm. It's about living a simpler life. And when I was going through my financial pickle, I uh, came across my beloved playmate who's a permaculturist. And he introduced me to this world. Eco villages. I'm like, what's that? Eco village, you know. And we did a tour of eco villages uh -huh. in New uh -huh. Mexico, Los Angeles, Northern California, and uh, where? And Ashland, Oregon, or, or Oregon. Uh -huh. Thank you. And I was very impressed by these communities, but. I was not resonating with living in really far right. and being so remote. Again, I'm a city girl from San Juan. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's always kind of in me. Like, I can do that for a little while, but then, okay, <laughs> get me to the city again. Mm -hmm. You know, there's still that. I, I'm still not there on being able to live remotely 24-7 for the whole year. And there's lots of others like you. Yes, That's the beauty of absolutely. it. You need this service inside yes, an urban area. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, I'm going to play Echo Village in my backyard mm -hmm. <laughs> and see if I can really do this. See if I can really live like this or at least train myself to live like this. So the geodesic dome that was originally my fitness studio because I didn't have enough room in the house became my bedroom. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And then I invited my mom to move into the house because, again, we were into this sharing economy because I needed to. It was a survival thing. Mm -hmm. So I told my mom, who was living with, uh, close by at the time, you know, if we're ever going to do this, just do it now. You know, and uh, she moved in and I created a turn an RV to a tiny home. So cute. Smart. So, so cute. Smart. And to keep it, you know, yeah, it's the under mother, the radar. It's the, right? We call them the mother-in-law suite. Yes, but it's the, the mother, mother suite. Yeah, yeah, the mother suite. So, um, so we added this sustainable architecture structures around the property 
that gave the ability for the property managers to live around and then be able to rent the house mm -hmm. for our cash mm -hmm. flow, for our bread and butter, because mm -hmm. that's important. Um, so that's how we created this suburban eco villa mm -hmm. that has and walks by those concepts of sustainability mm -hmm. and regenerative wellness. So we have a few plants that we're growing to eat from the land. We do a lot of community building. We do work trade, mm -hmm. which is a very important part of this new economy, how to barter, mm -hmm. right? Uh, was a big learning curve with that, but I think we finally understand how to do it. Um, and that's, that was a great inspiration, the Eco Villages. So Eco Villa, it's a microcosm of this uh, sustainability concepts that are proliferating all over the world mm -hmm. about how to create an, a reality where people have an option to either leave, live the very intense corporate life, nothing wrong with that, or live the more chill, simple, living with the land and connecting with nature. And with each other. Life. And with each Community. other. Community. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a, an amazing experiment that I believe is working and is helping a lot of people. You know, I, I, I there are people that I was... I know that wanted to just move into an eco village in Colorado from living in their city homes all their lives. I go, you know, you need baby steps. That's too drastic. Mm. Your body is going to be in shock <laughs> and it's not going to be a gentle transition. And I think we need to be gentle with our bodies and our minds and transition into these new lifestyles with baby steps. Yeah. It breaks away from the whole white picket fence dream, right? Right. But there's so much more to offer than a house with like a ton of bedrooms that eventually is going to be empty because all your kids move out. Right. And then we have the homeless issue. That's not okay. You can't have a bunch of empty mm. rooms in your house anymore. Right. Right. We have a homeless problem we that is huge. <laughs> Also just talking about that. Yeah. And and we need to take responsibility and use these homes not only to provide shelter at reasonable rates and prices, but um, provide healing centers, mm. you know, that we can self-regulate and co-regulate. Yeah. And create opportunity for someone to get back on their feet. Yeah. Right. The barter system, the trade system, like right. give them some sense of value and purpose. Absolutely. And knowing that sharing or living simply like that is not about being poor. And I know that's a big issue in this transition because it was for me. I mean, my little city princess girl was like, you're not going to be poor. You're not. You know, I was like, I was like freaking. I, it was like, really, she was screaming. You're not going to be poor. You're not going to be poor. Oh, my God. You can't be poor. But I knew that was a lie. That was a tape that was playing. That is not because we can live in simplicity with beauty and mm -hmm. with dignity mm -hmm. and with organization. And it looks beautiful. Like the dome. I, I, I sleep in my dome, but it's a beautiful space. You mm -hmm. know, it looks super cool. And, you know, it, it's organized. It's clean. And I think villages that live like that can live in a lot of beauty. 
mm-hmm. and and be fine. But we need to learn how to do that. And it's very uh, basic technology of organizing and cleaning and mm-hmm. and decorating. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, maintenance. Yeah. This is fabulous. The space, I, I want to describe it a little bit more. It's like pristinely landscaped. It's there's beautiful bougainvillea. There, there's all of these like flowers in bloom. There's the Swiss, Swiss cheese plant. There's all of these different seating areas, succulents. And you come into the space and it feels so welcoming. Mm-hmm. And it's clean, right? You're not coming into... Sometimes eco-villas can be like very rustic. Very, right? very, very. This is a place that is uh, pristinely kept in a way that still feels warm. So we're very happy to be in the space today. And we're driving here and we passed a client of mine's house, right, on the way in Woodland Hills. So it's not like you're saying, it's you don't have to drive four hours to get to this beautiful, serene environment. Um, So if you'd like more information, what is the best way for people to get in touch with Ecovilla or Coach to Edify to learn more about Myra, to learn more about what they, you know, what they might find when they come here? Mm -hmm. Well, um, the easiest way is um, sending me an email at ecovilla at coachtoedify.org. The number two. Mm-hmm. The number Coach, two. Yeah, org. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you can go to our website. It's ecovilla.coach2edify.org. And um, yes, we're very uh, personable and casual, and it's all about meeting one-on-one and meeting you where you're at. We offer a lot of holistic fitness experiences to inspire people to create their own daily practice of self-care mm-hmm. and That's connect huge. to nature. Yes, it's a, a, a daily practice that needs to be developed. And there's many, many different modalities out there. And the more we expose people to the different modalities, which is what you guys do, uh, the better. Because we all find our own little cocktail of how to feel well mm-hmm. most of the time. Exactly. you know, And that's what we're all about, living a life that feels good most of the time. Hmm. Most of the time. That's most. beautiful. <laughs> sure, sure. Right. As opposed to the opposite, which right. is where most people live in anxiety mm. most of the time. And then they find these pockets of joy or peace, but it needs to, we need to shift it. It needs to be the other way if we want to heal the planet. I agree. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. What, a, what a sweet thing. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh Thank you. Thank you for having us and sharing yes. your space with us. And we, we're really looking forward to your forthcoming projects. Yes. And uh, continued prosperity. All right. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you, you listeners. listeners. Thanks, Rico. Thank you for tuning in to The Way of Healing. We hope that you find yourself inspired. If you enjoyed our show, a gift is to let others know. And we want to hear from you. Please share your feedback so we know how our work is resonating. Make us aware of modalities and practitioners whom we may not know. If you haven't already, please subscribe at thewayofhealingpodcast.com. Our email is thewayofhealingpodcast at gmail.com and find us at facebook.com forward slash thewayofhealing. Remember, a rising tide lifts all boats.